Taylor. This is Ryan. And we're back again with another Three Dudes, One Blog Podcast. podcast. <laughs> that was good. This podcast is for the week of August 3rd. Woo! Yeah. It's in August. It's August. It's August. Um, Gamescom week. Game Gamescom. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Sony's not there, so nothing good is gonna really come out of it. Agree to disagree. Call of Duty was there though, which is Call the Duty Sony's had its own press conference. <laughs> I know, like, dude, its really own. It, it had its own esports press conference. Mm. They literally talked about esports for an hour. Like that is insane to me. What makes me laugh about what came out of came out of Gamescom actually. Because I, I messaged a couple of my other friends. I was like, Xbox announced some actually pretty cool stuff today. Like, it was some pretty cool stuff. There were a few notes where I was like, awesome, great to see. So I told them they announced some cool stuff and they immediately shoot back, oh, about Call of Duty? I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that wasn't even in there. How did you get this? Or like, yeah. oh, you mean, or you mean the Halo 5 esports stuff? I was like, no, that was not the focus of the entire conference. That was not it. Are you sure? Apparently it was. That's all I was focused on. Sorry. There is some uh, really cool news I have this week. Oh, yeah? What's that? That is a surprise for you guys. Oh, what? But you will love it, I promise. Are you going to start working at the Verge? That your NVIDIA shield is about to catch fire? Um, neither of those. Why did you guess that, Taylor? You looking at my tablet? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, you just pulled it up. So um, like, like you're pulling up your profile right now? So that's kind of <laughs> we, we hit 100 subscribers last month. Good job. Um, what? What? Good job, marketing department. What should we name our uh, people? Our our bloggers. I don't know. Two blogs and a pizza place. I don't know. Well, like how people call. What their, are our groupies? their listeners? Yeah. What What's our groupie word? Three Z's. The three Z's. That's all I got right now. Alright, well I'll work on that. We'll work on it. Thanks, next week. Threesies. That's for awful. that. That's awful. Keep we'll telling your friends. Yeezys. Keep telling your friends, threesies. Bloggies? Bloggies? Bloggers? I don't know. I'll come up with something. Um, It'll hit me. You guys are great. <coughs> Pod Continue to subscribe. Tell uh, us if you hate us, you know, tell us what you want to hear. Follow us on Twitter. If you tweeted us on Twitter, we'll record every week instead of every other week. <laughs> uh, but this is a, this is a good week, I think, for news. Yeah, it is. There is nothing. I don't want to talk about Metal Gear Solid more. I don't know if I've ever talked about Metal Gear Solid on the. No, I did. I did for like E3. I think I yeah. talked about Metal Gear Solid Five for the podcast. Yeah, and I think one of your one of your weeks that was your. Your topic too, the how hyped you were for Mogur. Yeah, I'm super hyped. But I want to mention this, but I don't want to make it a topic. But the uh, Nikkei report of Konami came out. Oh yeah, the, uh, the I think like last week or early this the week. The workplace thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shows because um, after a little while, there started to be some rumblings of like, well, with Kojima and Konami's breakup, like, well, what if? What if we're just, like, looking at it from the wrong perspective? What if Kojima is just, like, a huge douchebag and is impossible to work with? Right. And Konami Which are the good thought. guys. What? Nobody thought that. Well, everyone was like, but what if? Okay. I mean, no one hoped. 
No, no one wanted that to be true. Kojima's super chill. Koji seemed like a super chill, that chill guy. <laughs> anyway, he de- the, the report came out, and uh, Konami is basically a prison. Basically. Uh, what did they, like, make you work long hours, and if you take your lunch break too long, they announce your name over the loudspeaker, and scored, like, it's, like, the worst company to work for in Japan or something, I don't know. It's... And if you, like, work there too long, then they'll, uh... Like, just demote you to, like... There was a guy who was, like, a senior developer, and then they moved him into the, uh... The factory where they make the gambling machines, or the slot machines or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. They, they like, they... If you, like, somehow got on their bad side, like, they just demote you from, like, whatever you were doing, like, a salaried position to, like, a janitor. Sounds like a couple companies I know. That's pretty chill, though, you know. They're, they're like, you have too many responsibilities. Let's, Get let's out of Hearthstone! I wanted, I wanted to clarify something. I'm checking something. Okay. I want to see how much uh, dust you get for this and checking something. Playing Hearthstone in mm-hmm. here. I just want to Alright. So I think I, I won, won, probably. Ryan, you probably think won. You, no, I think you did have either three or four people. I don't remember, but you won last, you're right. So, uh... I haven't talked about it in a really long time, but we're going to talk about some Destiny. So, uh, Game Informer released their August magazine um, yesterday to the public and just dropped, like, more information than like people could take in like in a day and now we've seen like a ton of different analysis of all the information and like destiny as of the taken king is not going to be the destiny that you know at all there's just so many changes it's crazy i mean and it, it everything seems like i mean it's kind of sad when you think about like this is the game that like everybody thought should have where they were gonna make in the first place, and it's taken them a year to get this this point. Mm-hmm. But at least they're mm-hmm. getting here. But, well, uh, what are they doing? Give I me mean, some deets. so some of the major changes that are like immediate, immediate things that you will see from the very beginning is. Originally, they had the leveling system was you leveled your character up to level 20 through experience. Yep. And Mm -hmm. then, in very vanilla Destiny, I get or whatever you want to call it, then the the, you got to 20, then you had to use armor, had a a different ability called light attached to it. And you had to get your light high enough... To get to level 30 was the max. You basically just had and to get a gear level high enough to qualify as a level. So you had to get legendary gear that had enough light to work your way up to get to the raid. And then once you got to the raid, you could get the highest level gear to get your character all the way to 30. Right. Um, and it's stuck like that through now. Of They've slightly increased the light level cap every time mm-hmm. it was a different DLC. So now they're completely eliminating light. It's gone. They're the whole just concept is gone. Removing. So how do you guys feel about that? I think it's good. I think it's a step in the right direction. Objectively, I think it was a good, it's a good move to make, and I agree with what your what your, your sentiments are on that. 
But I do think I am. I will be that guy who's butt hurt and say I wasted all this time getting all this gear with light. And now you're going to tell me that I'm going to go back down to level twenty? Like, well, they haven't exactly specified what the transfer, what is the gonna transition be. is going to be. Maybe they're just going to like give you a set amount of experience based on how many light. Points they you have, have said something for for people that have been away from Destiny or see. Okay, so they said. Just to say the announcement and then analyze it afterwards, yeah, yeah, that yeah. you are going to take one character, one of your characters, and give them a significant boost. So, like, they'll yeah, immediately be able to do the, like, not the hardest love new stuff. But they'll be, a, but they'll starting be starting the Taken King expansion. Yeah. Like, boom. Mm-hmm. And so. Which is good. That's good for the people who have been away from Destiny for a while, and it'll be. It, It'd also be interesting, like, my friend has two pretty high-level characters, and then a third guy who's, like, way behind. If he can, like, that third character that's way behind boost it all the way up, and those other two characters then, like, leave them kind of where they are, which mm-hmm. is, like, pretty far, but not, like, max-leveled. So, <coughs> in any case. That's, that's good, though. I think every... But, go, but going back to just the normal level... The, now the level cap's going to be 40, and it's all going to be experience-based. So you will go 0 um, to 40 EXP-wise. I think, I, don't, I think that's the best for everything. I think it's it best is. for the new people. I think it's even best for like the grinders in that you're not based on RNG. When there was... When Atheon finally came out, or the Vault of Glass finally came out... And you were finally able to get to the me- the the level cap by doing Atheon, like your you the, the level the was still based on RNG and getting the gear that you needed, right? Which is shitty. I mean, I understand. I see a point of that of like you need to have the best gear to be the best character, but don't make the gear that hard like, to get. Yeah, and the, the there was no there was no. Um, what is it? Formula or whatever to like take into account what you've already received. It was just mm-hmm. completely random. And they've said they're fixing that as well. That going forward, if you get something, it's going to like immediately take that and significantly reduce that out of the table of you possibly getting. If you get boots, then that goes from like a 30% chance to like a 1% chance. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be rarely that you'll ever get like a piece of armor. That you've already gotten, if you still need other things, yeah. or whatever. But, that, but that's only even just the most major change. There's other changes. Um, what else? They're getting rid of. They're basically, they're base. In my opinion, most of the changes they're making are like, let's fix the progression in this game, because not only was it RNG based, not only was it light based, now it's EXP based. They've also said that basically the exotics that you have right now are not going to be worth as much in the new expansion. No, they not the exotics. Well, the legendary weapons for sure. They say you might as well just not bother keeping them around. But I thought I read that they were trying to nerf some of the exotics so that you would actually want the new gear, if that makes sense, over your Galahorn. They are they are nerfing exotics and buffing some exotics, but I think from what I've seen. From different places that exotics are going to be able to be leveled up again to the max and oh, okay. so there's going to be other new exotics that are going to be really good there's like 12 new exotic weapons that and they only that they've revealed yeah that they've revealed or whatever and then 
I think it's funny. They're making a pulse rifle that's called... Uh, no Time to Explain. No Time to Explain. No Time which to Explain. Which is a joke. I don't have time to explain, Eric. I don't have time to explain why I don't have time, time to, to explain. explain. What is that from? That's from that's people a making line jokes in Destiny. the lore of Destiny they don't tell you anything. There's uh, a line in the scene where there's a character and, like... It's the perfect time for them to go into, like, and he literally why says, you're fighting this, and then the character says, I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. And, like, the cutscene ends. Okay. Well, and you're just like, uh... Okay. Um, another sweet, like, they're also going, I think they're they're doing a lot to fix the lore as well. Yeah, like, um, removing Peter. That. That is so crazy! They, I, I just wish I could talk to that man. Yeah, like, what do you think happened? Do you think Bungie was like, alright, Peter, uh, you really you really goofed it up last time, and he's like, supposedly, guys, I can't goof, like, I can't do anything with these, sh- these shitty lines. And supposedly, like, no, there was a guy, one of the three guys who helped write the Destiny script, said there used to be a lot of funny things, uh-huh. and, like, ghosts used to be... Amusing, like, shall we amu- say? Yeah, and they cut almost all of it. Like... They had him record all this good shit, and then they just took it all out. Mm-hmm. Which, it's, I mean, Bungie never came out and disputed that. So, it so, seems like they, they ruined Ghost. I mean, so and they, they screwed it up so bad that Peter Dinklage quit? It's, I don't, that's what I want to know! I like, like, you don't just, like, information. Yeah. like, you don't split something. just, just because. Yeah. I mean... They probably realized they screwed up and they're just like, we need to fix it. And they were like, well, we're not, we're, we can't fix it. Like, I guess they, they probably took the idea of, we just need to completely start over. I mean, like, just put Nolan North in it. He but I get everything. it. But at the same time, you would think even, like, Dinklage would, like, see, this is why I think you might be right that they started cutting stuff out and he found out about it and was super pissed and didn't want to do anymore for the game. Because you he would got think, his money and he probably doesn't care. Well, but on, on one hand, but you would think he would come back and say, "Hey, I don't want people to remember me as the ghost who said there's a wizard on the moon. Can we redo that? Like, well, can we try again?" Now he's he's doing yeah. I mean, now he's Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones, so it's not like he's strapped for cash or something. I'm just Game saying, of like, Thrones Telltale. So he's got his other video game that he can work on. He doesn't need Bungie anymore. Yeah, it could just be a scheduling thing because I'm sure the Taken King has been. Or was being recorded, like, what, within the last six months? Slash, mm-hmm. talk about no faith. If they asked him to come back, he's the one who left. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fix it this time? You sure, guys? Are you sure yeah. we're really going to do this? But, uh, there's also going to be, like, places around the map where you can let the ghost out, and the ghost will explain things to you, or, like, talk about different places of the map, which was completely non-existent. Like, the only lore you could get was from... The Grimoire. Grimoire in the app. You can't even look at the stupid Grimoire in the game. They really need to fix some of that stuff. There's so, so many things that aren't even in the game that you feel like you should be able there's to. There's going to be, like, the ghost is actually going to tell you about things throughout the world. It's the ghost is going to interact. They're making completely new cutscenes. Yeah. Which wow. is great. Well, I mean, it's like, completely new cutscenes for the original content or for The Taking King? I think both. I, thought I, I think for both. The Taking King, and they're going back and putting a couple new things, I think, in as well. Okay. Because, like, putting new cutscenes in The Taking King is, like, expected. You, yeah. you should... Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't praise them for putting... Yeah, but they're doing more loot changes, too, with commendations becoming other stuff. They're doing the guns. They're fixing thing. a lot of the material. They're, they're getting rid of the individual class 
materials, plasteel plating, blue wire, hydronic essence. and hydronic essence, and it's just going to be upgrade material. And then they're getting rid of they do they're getting rid of the the crease or what is it the strike the vanguard marks increasable, increasable marks. marks. Yeah. There's just going to be heroic marks or like something one like one thing. They're I mean, they're, do, they're like the amount of quality of life improvements and econ- economy improvements that they're making to the game. Like that's why when I when I said earlier was like it seems like they're like, hey guys, let's try and finish the game that we delivered too early a year ago mm-hmm. and see what happens. Well, I think it could be the case of they they really thought that what they did originally was great and would have worked, but then they learned and. Like, they care about the game, and they care about the community, so they they corrected course. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are really excited about all these changes that they're making. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. This is this is Destiny's version of the Diablo Loot 2.0 patch, which it completely is. reworked the way the, the loot game. worked, and the leveling system worked, and everything, and turned Diablo 3 from this thing that was like, uh, alright, the, like, the gameplay is really good, but, there's no but the whole, do. everything around the gameplay is kind of fucked once you get to level 60. Yeah. And then they That's did this loot 2.0, and now Diablo 3 was like, oh my god, like, everybody has to go back and replay. the highest selling game of all time. Yeah. Like, so, I really Destiny's was hoping that I could make it. fun of Destiny, but, it, you know... It sounds like they're doing the same thing Blizzard did with Diablo 3. Because with Diablo 3, like, Blizzard really thought that they, they were did. doing, like, the best thing for the community. And they fucked it up. Yeah. And they course-corrected and said, okay, we'll take back all the stuff that was broken and we'll mm-hmm. fix it for you. And it sounds like Dest- Bungie's doing the same thing, which is really mm-hmm. chill. I find it funny that the guy who doesn't play Destiny and usually hates on it is the guy who's like, you know what, guys? This is great. The company's learning, they're listening to the fans, they're doing stuff that matters, they're reworking I mean, the game so it's not so annoying. Sounds great. Sounds I mean, great. they're they're fixing everything that everybody's, like, said it, like, all the big complaints they're fixing. Yeah. I mean, which right. is great. It's, I mean, it's kind of weird that it's taken this long, like, especially, like, the gun nerfs. Like, they were really quick to fix, like, they did the Zeros. major gun nerf, like, 1.1.1. For serious. And, like... Four months, and then they haven't touched the gun since then. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, th- I know that they were probably grinding to get the Taken King done, mm-hmm. but, like, they never said that. Like, they were always like, well, we're going to patch the guns. We, like, we just want to do more research and things like that. Well, like, you don't that- know when those things are going to be finished. Like, you don't want to pull a rock star and say, Heist will be out next month, we promise. We've got it figured out. And then 12 and then, months later... Yeah, and then you realize that you can't make that deadline. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have to give yourself a deadline and people are still playing the game, yeah. like, don't even... Like, wow. as long as you're really working at it... Just do like, not say a day. Like, keep doing your thing. Because, like, you hate Rockstar now because they said they were going to do... Like, I'm sure they had every intention of releasing heists every time they said they were going to. And then something probably came up, they had to fix it. And then they realized that, you know, like, it's not fun. We have to redo the whole thing or something like that. So, I don't know. And, like, I was really excited for this topic because I thought that the updates were not good, and I thought Ryan was going to come in and say, yeah, this was dumb and this was dumb so that I could make fun of Destiny. Yeah. Um... But, like, just listening to the way you guys are talking about it, it's, like, the same story of when 
the Diablo 3 update hit, yeah. and I was just, like, so excited. I was like, I haven't played Diablo 3 in forever, but I want to play Come it again, like, it. because yeah. this update is so substantial, and, like, What's they really What's even crazier care. is that this is just, these are just changes. Yeah. There's still all of the new content they're delivering. There's mm-hmm. still all of the strikes and the new raid that will eventually come out. The raid's going to be a little... I think isn't it going to be after the Taken King actually hits? It's like a month later or something. Right I, don't, I don't know. They've... They alluded They to haven't it. really specified that. I mean, the, the, everything that we've talked about is like the most specific things. And they haven't gone into like... We, as we've talked about, they haven't gone into explain everything even on those things that we've talked about. Like, they've... They've said, like, you're going to get to level 40, and it's going to be based on experience. But they haven't exactly said, like, how much experience, Transition. what do you get from things, blah, blah, blah. Like, where do you start? How do you get to the end? Things like that. So, I mean, there's still a ton of specifics that they need to go into. But, I mean, going down, like, the list of changes, crazy. there's not, like, a single thing where I'm, like, I, qu- I don't even question it. I'm, like, this is going to make this better. This is going to make this better, like... Every single thing that they do, they're expanding. But going back to the timeline thing, I keep seeing people reference that there's a Taken King phase or Act 1, and then, like, the raid and some things or Act 2. So maybe that does kind of go to, like, when Destiny came out, there was all the levels, but the Vault of Glass came out, uh, like, a month later or or whatever. It so maybe be, there will be some different timing of, like, there'll be a lot of this stuff comes out, but then the raid and a couple other things. I'd are, imagine that it's probably pertinent to the fact that they have to figure out how people transition to the levels from light. Mm-hmm. They also have to let people come up and get the story context context for the raid. Mm-hmm. So they probably want to give people a month to, like, play stuff and then actually have what's going on. If that's going to be a big thing for them, who knows if that's going to be part of it. Like, I think it's really cool, too... That there's going to be a new subclass for all three uh, classes or whatever. But there's going to be a story mission for each class about, like, how they go and how you get it. Like, they're not... It's not just going to show up that you have, like, the new abilities. Oh, hey, look, I remembered about this bow in my backpack. Yeah, it's like you're going to have to go into, like, an ancient temple because it's, like... A forgotten technique of like the hunters forgot how to use this void technique. Oh, so like you're going to go as a druid in World of Warcraft. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, yep. bump it. I mean, that sounds sick. So cool. Bro. And then they've said that there's also going to be a story arc where you go and discover a forgotten weapon type. Oh yeah. So they're going to be introducing some kind of a new weapon. Hmm. Um, Hopefully it's the railgun class because that sounds dope. Well, I, I don't think it's the railgun class because I specifically saw something about the railgun. Yeah, like it, and like it's, it's listed a, as exotic. a fusion rifle, yeah. kind of like the in the breaker. heavy, but it's in the heavy class. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like they have secondary weapons that are primaries. They have like the pro- no land beyond. This one goes down instead. This one goes in from the secondary to the heavy. So it's like a charge up. Fusion rifle, but then it shoots like this super beam that like goes through things and bounces off walls and shit. Apparently, I don't know. It sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. But I hate how much. And I still, out of all the specifics, they have they need to come out and announce when 
the Xbox people are going to get the old PlayStation exclusives. They still haven't talked about Wait, it. Wait, you guys, oh. they still haven't given the Xbox people, like, the PlayStation exclusive, whatever? Nope. Year one isn't over when, uh, like, I, I've i been assuming this whole time that when Taking King drops, they're going to say, okay, all of the old Sony exclusives drop, and now the new Sony exclusives start from uh-huh. here. Yeah, that's They still haven't specifically... They still have not even mentioned it at all. Nothing that I've seen has even, like, nobody's even hinted or teased it or said, like, we'll talk about it. Technically, uh, still, they have, there's still a lot to be specific about, so I'm sure there will be an announcement soon oh, yeah. that's formal. Like, I mean, there's still, like, exactly four more, five more weekly updates from now until the Taken King drops. So and sure. I think they've said they're still going to do some kind of a live a live stream like that was teased in the last weekly update I think that like one of the guys is like oh yeah we're totally going to have to do a new live stream to show this off to you guys so oh and like one last thing and we can end it but they're going back in and this is awesome I think is they're completely adjusting the old patrols to make them more difficult but then reading about the dreadnought and patrolling that sounds like it's going to be crazy in that there's going to be all these secret chambers and different things of, like, oh, yeah. secret loot and, like, quests to go through the Dreadnought and find, like, these hidden chambers there's and things like that. Yeah, so... Sounds so dope. Yeah. I think it's really cool to have a game that's supposed to last five years, so... Mm. Just like an MMO, like, you can really... Pl- you can see how players react to different things and, and when people get bored... And learn from that and say, like, we need to add more content into this area to make it better and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I have one more question. Yeah? Is this new new ghost voiced by, I forgot his name, Nolan North, North, is this supposed to be the same ghost as Peter Dinklage's ghost? Because they're re-recording everything with Nolan North's voice. They're they're doing all the new stuff with Northern North, and they went back and recorded all the old lines. They're not. That's why I'm saying what they're the not happened. adjusting. Shit. They're yeah. not adjusting anything that old Ghost said. Like he's going to say the exact same things. It's just going to be but Nolan. like it's going to be Nolan's North. So if a new character, if a new person buys the buys the collective collector's edition, taking King Pack or whatever, and heard. starts fresh. They will never hear Peter Dinklage like from the beginning to like from the the ghost reviving the dead corpse of your body and uh-huh. like going all the way to the end of the Taking King is going to be Nolan North. That's why I've been like, what happened? They should have a side quest where you learn what happened to <laughs> yes! Dinklage. Maybe they'll do that in Destiny Two. <laughs> oh my god! But That's it does I seem like there's going to. There's going to be new ghosts, like yeah. different skins and things. And he's gonna there's so gonna like, be stat bonuses and stuff, maybe yeah. now. Like it's gonna be crazy. Like there's so many changes, I can't even get over him. And class items are gonna have stuff too. Stuff, and you're not going to have to wear a faction class item. You can, you can pledge like, just pledge allegiance. When does this come out? September fifteenth. Oh man, I would totally play it, but Metal, Metal Gear. What time is it? Wait, is that the night? <sighs> First. It's the first, really? That's a weird launch date. Uh, <laughs> we'll you'll have time. you'll finish Metal Gear by then. You'll have two what weeks. Do you know how big Metal Gear is? Do you, what, what day of the week? This game is, is huge. 
You have two weeks if it comes out the first. You literally have exactly two weeks. Do you know how long it took me to be Bloodborne? Took me. That like, was a job. Took me like three weeks. It took to Taylor a month. like oh, seven days. All right, Taylor plays more video I games do. than Taylor's just a badass. Taylor can sit down and play. I. And just like assuming I for like through, seven hours at a time, just be like, "All right, I'm playing games." I today. played through Tomb Raider two this weekend. Like I beat it on Saturday, practically. Yeah, that's really great. I can't do that. My uh, my life doesn't condone seven hour play sessions <laughs> unless I'm at a LAN party. So. I just find those days where Hannah's gonna be out for the whole day. <laughs> just like, all right. Uh, with a dog, you, you never. Oh yeah, you those days. Dog, they don't exist. Take it to the doggy daycare for the day, and then you go. Uh, you can probably spend thirty bucks for that, forty bucks on how much doggy daycare is. Yeah, let's not talk about that <laughs> subject anymore. Okay. Doggy daycare. I'll play my games in one to two hour increments, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, guys. It's fine. Tear. <laughs> anyway, okay. who's next? All right, you want to go next? Or next um, I can go next. Mine will be probably pretty quick. I mean. My topic's even surprised you guys. My body's ready. You ready for this? I'm ready. Rocket League. Rocket League. Rocket League. Rocket League has just... It went from whatever to the front page of the internet for like the last Week. three weeks. Like all I see is Rocket League, Rocket League, Rocket League, Rocket League, Rocket League, Rocket League. Um, <laughs> so... My question is, and I think there was an article that talked about this, about the longevity of Rocket League, or I may have just been thinking about it myself. Do you think that Rocket League is going to stick around? Like, it's really popular, and I think the core, like, also, we've we've played a lot of Rocket League. Have you played it, Taylor? Yeah, I downloaded it, though. Taylor hasn't played it, but Ryan and I have played tons of Rocket League. Like, last Sunday, for the first time ever, like... My little brother staying with us for the summer, and me, my little brother, Nicole, all just, like, sat down, and we played Rocket League for, like, four hours straight. Like I pretty much spent the last whole day of Landwar just playing Rocket League. Yeah, like, it's it's so fun and so addictive and whatever and whatever, and the internet's obsessed with it. Do you think that Rocket League will, like, do you think it has legs? Like, could Rocket League be, like... Counter Strike or StarCraft, like these games that mm. don't really need a lot of changes because you've got your core gameplay there, you got your, and the you got skill ceiling is high enough that you just kind of leave it. You make these minor tweaks over time, and it just kind of like hangs out, and people just keep playing it forever. I, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I think it has. Some staying power, I don't see it being Counter-Strike and being, like, like over a decade old and still being, like, really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to go away in, like, three months, though, or anything like that. I think it definitely has, like, legs to stand around for, like, a couple years. It'll be interesting to see if a a good competitive, like, some tournament scene like, yeah. grows around it. Because the game is literally, like, built for, like, tournaments and stuff like that. But should we make a Three Dudes, One Blog Rocket League professional team? I mean... I'm going to suck for a little bit, but I'm in. Probably. I would argue we should all do it on PC, but... 
Well, I think it probably has a bigger audience, and probably the reason that it got so popular was it's free to play on free on PS4. Mm. Well, and they are working on; they are currently developing it for other Xbox, other platforms. Did they specifically mention Xbox? I'm pretty sure they specifically mentioned Xbox. They said other platforms, but I think they specifically said Xbox One. Okay. Like we were working on an, an Xbox One version. I just remember seeing like some so, blurb that was like, "I mean, we would be so excited to put it on other platforms." Like, it's like super ambiguous. If I mean, when they do, if they do that in like six months, I mean, the games will stay popular till then. And then if it drops on Xbox and it specifically drops on like games with gold or something, mm-hmm. then like it'll do the same thing it did on PS Plus or whatever and right. Microsoft. Um, Wouldn't it be great if Rocket League was? Crossplay between consoles and PC. Oh my god, why so don't we grace. do this? Now it's not crossplay between PC and console, is it? I don't think so. I'm gonna look that up. Um, but what do you think, T Dog? I agree with Ryan. I think that the staying power of the game itself as a game is not very huge. I think it has some, but it, it, it is basically one game mode, you know. Throw the throw the ball at the at the goal is from what I understand. Well, so to well to a to a degree, I would imagine that 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 kind of grind after a while, even if you're competitive at it, may get a little boring. That's all I'm saying. However, as Ryan was saying, from what I've read, it's also very well built for a competitive scene. So I could easily see that if enough people get behind it, and and if enough somewhat you know recognizable tournaments happen. It could really build up a scene and then start to have that following for people who want to be, you know, better at the game and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And especially if they do the other platforms, it seems like it could have legs less mm-hmm. for a while. Well, I mean, and all the a lot. I mean, it's still super popular on, on like Twitch and stuff. It's like in the top five games like every day on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the little gifs I've seen of it are hysterical. So I mean, it's it's fun. It's quick. It's fast paced. I mean, it's five minute games. It it keeps people's attention you can mm-hmm. play it you can get out of it if you're busy like thomas you can play it for an hour get like seven games in or whatever or six games and then walk away and you feel like you had fun and you had like a good time and so i definitely think it has good staying power like i said do i see it being around in like a decade and being like rocket league 3.0 uh maybe maybe, maybe not but I definitely see for the foreseeable future, Rocket League is going to be a fun game that's still fun to watch on. Like, it's going to get plenty mm-hmm. of YouTube views. It's going to be streamed by, yeah. like, the popular streamers out there and stuff like that. And it's yeah. a party game, too. Like, you can get your friends in you can play with your friends. So it has that going for it as well, is that not only can you solo queue it by yourself online, but you can have some friends over and you can just screw around and play some Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Now, well, as someone who's, who hasn't played it specifically, I did also see a lot of articles that people kind of dug into Rocket League's pre-Ancestors, whatever you want to call it. You know, Ancestors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of, one, that the first game was nothing like what this is, and that, two, the prototype for Rocket League was not soccer. It was Mario Kart slash Trackmania. Essentially, uh-huh. like it had nothing to do with this. So my question would be for the guys who played it, and in terms of question for legs, do you think them adding more game modes would help? Like possibly, like saying, okay, a you can go play soccer, or you can do a Mario Kart clone and race around and do that stuff, or you can do Trackmania kind of stuff. 
you know, like, do you think that would distract people from it and possibly hurt the player base because then you have everyone doing different things? Or, you know, does that make sense? I can tackle both of your topics, Go! of your of your things. One, um, saying that it doesn't or sh- doesn't have staying power because it's only one thing. I don't think holds true at all because Counter Strike is one thing that has been going for like well, yes. twenty years at this. point. I mean, especially competitively, they only really do one. Game. So, like, you don't. I especially with competitive games, the more game modes you add. The more you dilute your player base, yeah, exactly. the less you're going to, like, the worse you're off. Like, it's just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because if you're focusing on, like, this competitive play, when you add all these other modes in, it really dilutes it. Like, I was not very happy at all, like, when Dominion first came out for League, because it completely dilutes the, the thing. Because when Dominion first came out, some people are like, is Dominion going to be the new competitive play? Is it going to be 5v5? Is it, you know, are we going to have Summoner's Rift and Dominion be competitive? And, like, I had players on my team who weren't being serious about Summoner's Rift because they were starting other teams to play Dominion competitively. And, like, that sucked because, like, we couldn't practice all the time because some guys point. were like, oh, well, I'm going to... I, I think Dominion's where it's going to go, and so like we had to lose our jungle for a few weeks, and then he came back and was like, all right, it's, I know Dominion sucks. No, yeah, that makes sense. I but didn't, that's a good point. I think Rocket League, you like once you play it, it, what's really great about it is like any competitive game is the core mechanics are very simple. You mm-hmm. put the ball in the other person's goal, but... And, like, the amount of things you can do are very defined. Like, you can drive, you boost. can jump, you can boost, and you can spin. You and can drift. You can hit people. But, like, the variation of those things is so, like, complicated. And just, like, controlling the car in air and figuring out the right trajectory and stuff is very, like, it's super difficult to master. That that's why I think it might have long legs because all you really need is a game that's easy to understand but hard to master in a large player base. Because it's because it's, it's bite sized and consumable and like mm-hmm. everyone can start to play it but very few can be there. Right, just like just like a what the what always makes me think that games will be very popular in the competitive scene is how much you can compare them to a traditional sport, like comparing it to traditional soccer like it's very easy like anybody can pick it up like not to say that nicole doesn't know how to play video games but like nicole picked it up in 10 seconds like she knew right trigger was go left trigger was reverse and you get the you shoot the ball to the goal yeah and she played it for two minutes and she's like all right this game is fun i like this and she doesn't like a lot of video games like if you can pull in the average person like that quickly then, All it needs is exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. Then once you have your amount of exposure, and as long as you cater to your competitive scene properly, it's like it can just go on forever. Because like counter, like Counter Strike, even was small. Like it was a mod for a game. Like when yeah. you were saying Rocket League was originally like a kart racer. Like they found this one thing that was actually more fun than the actual game, and they made that the actual game. Mm-hmm. Counter Strike was like that for Half Life. Like yeah. Counter Strike was just. A Half-Life mod to basically, mod basically be cops and robbers. And it evolved into the world's most popular competitive sport, eSports game, for a long time. And what, But, like, um, also, cross-play is a thing. You can, 
Really? In matchmaking, currently it's matchmaking only, but you can play PC versus PS4. And I think Rocket League is one of the games where that doesn't necessarily give either platform an advantage. Because it doesn't matter like how quickly you can put your crosshair on the headshot. Like... I think you could realistically see people playing, preferring the Xbox version, preferring the PS4 version, or preferring the PC version, but all still being able to compete in the same, let's say, tournament. Because, like, mm. the gameplay is so just, like, simple and easy to, like, grasp and understand and yeah. use, yeah. no matter what your platform is. Well, I mean, the specifics aren't that important, but I would assume that they would do it on PC and then, like... Because I was playing it on my PC with an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. You could play it on PC with a PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I assume they're probably going to run it on PCs unless Sony strikes some kind of a deal with, like, whatever well, whoever it, starts. Uh, it depends on, like, where your Rocket League. most of your players are, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, Call of Duty, by all intents and purposes, should be competitive on PC. Like, it's the best platform to do that on. But it has traditionally been on Xbox because that's where their biggest player base was. You can't expect every, you know, Rocket League player to be like, alright, I'm gonna get serious about Rocket League so I'm gonna buy a gaming PC. Like, it's so much easier. Like, Well, there's no difference, though, if you're playing on, like, you practice on a I mean, other than like the screen, but right. Well, no, you have to you have to have a PC that's powerful enough to run it. Though, well, right. and not well, everybody this, has. This that. is one of those games where there isn't that big of a difference. But whereas with other esports games, particularly with shooters, going between your PC where your player base is also usually the most skilled, therefore the biggest player base versus the console versus the shooters. Like you go where your big base is because those tend to be the people who tend to perfect their skills. Mm-hmm. And if they perfect their skills on the console, fine. Then yeah, the console's where it's going to be. But if PCs where it's at, you know, it's not, like you said, it's where your player base is. Well, I think if if it did end up having a robust competitive scene, let's be realistic. They're all ones and zeros. It doesn't matter whether it's coming from a PlayStation, an Xbox, or a PC. Yeah, they should be able to support you playing on whatever platform you want. Yeah, and it shouldn't matter. It should be like crossplay. Like if I own it, it should be cross buy. If I own it on Xbox, I should own it on PC. Or on PlayStation. I don't know. But that ended up being a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was great. Rocket League is great. I think it's super fun. I will close with this question mainly for Ryan. If there was announced tomorrow a Rocket League tournament in Cincinnati, like in a month, would you try and pull a team together to play in it? Sure. Why not? That, like, that's what I think, like, makes it a good competitive game. Like, you hear there's a tournament, and you don't think, like, oh, well, what, you know, whatever. Like, it's really easy to say, yeah, sure, like, I know how to put, like, I understand all of the mechanics very well after playing for five minutes. I'm not a master at all of them yet, but, like, I understand it. Sure, and I, I can play the game. Right, like, I feel like, you, you know, with the proper discipline that a lot of people would uh, get into it and play it competitively. Yeah. There you go. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, mine is, I suppose, a little less exciting now that I think about it than everyone else's topic. But anyway, um, Hearthstone made another announcement uh, related to the Grand Tournament, and I thought they were kind of interesting. They, were a bit, they unveiled a new mechanic called Jousting, where uh, you play certain cards, or certain cards have an effect that like each player reveals a card out of their deck, and you have a game of war moment where whoever has the highest cost wins. 
and then said card gets whatever buff the jousting effect is. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, I think there was, like, a, a five mana, four, five drop that does joust, and if it wins the joust, it gets taunt and divine shield, which is dope, right? For that kind of, like, you get a four, five taunt divine shield. And it's just like, hey, what up? That's but, crazy. yeah, it's pretty good. So that's an, that's an example, and they also unveiled some other effects for stuff like that. But they also unveiled a feature that I'm super excited about, and I think after I t- after you guys, we talked about it for a second, we were all super excited about, where depending on how, you know, usually when you do rank play, you get down to 20, you get the card back, and then you just kind of try to get farther. Now, if you get to 19, or if you get to 5, or if you get to 10, whatever it is, you are now registered as that's as high as you got for the season, and it keeps that and says even though you got all the way back down to 17, we're going to give you your rank 5 rewards. Mm-hmm. And they're now going to give you a card back, a certain number of golden cards, whether those are commons or legendaries or you know epics, whatever the heck the name of the, the cards are, I don't know. Blues? The the gray, the whites, the blues, and the purples. Uncommon. Unco- I think legendary, it's common, uncommon, rare, and rare. And uncommon, rare, legendary. I think that's right. And then, like, a little bit of dust. But I think that in and of itself is kind of fantastic, because if you don't even need those cards, you can, you know, disenchant them for dust, and you can craft other things. But it gives people a lot of reason to continue to play ranked beyond just getting to 20, getting your card back, and getting out. Mm-hmm. And it gives, especially for people that don't necessarily want to put money into the game, it gives them another route to get certain cards or... You know, use that dust to get them other cards and stuff like that. So I was, ex- I was honestly excited to hear stuff about how they were kind of giving other people things to play. But I also, this kind of relates to the piece of news that came out about how World of Warcraft only has 5.6 million subscribers now. Like, the lowest point that it's been in a decade, essentially. And what I was thinking about was essentially the fact that, you know, we have Overwatch that's coming out, Heroes of the Storm that's out now, and it's public, and it's getting all this... Uh, I suppose praise Wait. is the word. Oh, here's it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, here's the storm's not public, and had, you know, had it's finally it was a while ago now, but it's public now. They've been coming out with new heroes and new maps and stuff like that. And then we also have Hearthstone and Starcraft and Warcraft. World of Warcraft has been for the longest time their cash cow, right? Ten million subscribers, all fifteen dollars a month. That's a lot of money just is just coming in, whether they like it or not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether there's new expansions, new content, any of that. And so I began to think about how it seems like ever since World of Warcraft started their decline, quote-unquote, from their, like, 12 million number, that all of their news and all of their big announcements and, you know, unveilings, shall I say, have been more so geared towards their other products. Like, they've been doing the Overwatch things where they unveil these new heroes every, every couple weeks and stuff like that and give you new glimpses into the gameplay Start Legacy of the Voids coming out, so there's a pre-order going on with that. So there's everyone's kind of getting hyped about the changes for that game. Heroes of the Storms getting all these has gotten now two new maps in the past two months, three new heroes, and there's two more on the way. And then Hearthstone is now getting this grand tournament expansion, which is adding some like a bunch of new cards. It's basically just like another Goblins versus Gnomes. It's huge. So I started to think, you know, are they possibly finally realizing that WoW's kind of dying? Do we even think it can die? And, you know, perhaps they're putting more oomph or more effort behind these other IPs. Or what do you think? So what do you think? I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking about. As a Blizzard game player, I have never felt that my games were neglected. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I never felt like Hearthstone was like, oh, hey, let's just throw this out there and, 
you know, whatever. We'll just make our money back on World of Warcraft. Like, I felt like Hearthstone, from the first time I played it, was, like, a really, really well-put-together game that was really well thought out and got the quote-unquote proper resources to do its thing. And, like, Diablo 3. Like, Diablo 3 came out, and then they really put a lot of effort into basically redoing the game over, like, the next year. And StarCraft 2 hasn't come out in forever, but you got to do StarCraft right, I guess. You know, like, one of the nice things about Blizzard is that Blizzard is one of the companies that we trust that they are always, like, working on these games and working to make them the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And also with such like with the long pipeline that video games have, yeah. for Blizzard to have said, "Okay, World of Warcraft isn't going to be around forever, so let's start focusing on other things," that would have probably been a meeting maybe two or three years ago when they first thought, "Okay, World of Warcraft is starting to die. Let's make Hearthstone. Let's make Overwatch. Let's make Heroes of the Storm." I think that decision would have been something that came along a long time ago that we're finally now seeing the rewards for. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that... And now this is just like the sense that I get, but I don't get the sense that Blizzard is like, oh, we World of Warcraft isn't going to be around forever, so we need to start making money elsewhere. I get the feeling of like, for a few years... Blizzard had all these developers, and they didn't quite know, you know, what they wanted to make, what to do. Well, what to do after Titan. Right. And <laughs> and Blizzard gave them the time to, like, explore all these different things and decide to make Heroes of the Storm and decide to make Hearthstone and decide to make Overwatch. Like, I don't think these games came out as a, we need a World of Warcraft replacement. I think these games came out of... Just the developers like working and figuring out what's fun, what's next, like what they want to play, yeah. and we're finally now seeing the the we're reaping the rewards of all of the time that they they let them sit and just kind of digest what's going on and figure out what's next. I think both of you have points that you're probably right on. I mean, no, nobody, none of us are going to be able to guess like the exact story, but I mean, I kind of think of it as the, this this middle in between area of, I mean, we've seen World of Warcraft go through these cycles of, like, an expansion comes out and there's a big spike up and then it slowly goes down like lower than it was before, and then expansion brings it back. Not as high, and so it's like a stock market, but it's trending yeah. down. Yeah. And it's been trending down. For a while. Um, for a few years. And so, like Thomas was saying, I think... I don't think any of the games or anything that they do was is like a drastic overreaction or them saying like, World of Warcraft is dying, we have to get this done. Mm. But I think, I mean, as any responsible company does, of like... They've known World of Warcraft won't be here forever. While it is, it'll probably never die, or it'll still be around for like ten more, like at least five years, maybe ten more years or whatever. But like you can't just sit on your laurels and just be like, "Oh well, we have World of Warcraft. Like we're just never gonna do anything." Yeah. Like, I mean, they they've. 
they have the teams that are working on expansions and all that stuff, and I'm sure those teams are just massive or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we knew that Titan was being made for 10 years, and then it failed out, and they had people. And so I think after Titan failed, then they just dismantled these teams, and then they kind of like, well, we're not just going to put all these people on World of Warcraft. So I think that is where Thomas is right, of that then they kind of let people say, like, well, like, explore... Like, explore a card I game, or, like, just, like, try to create something. I don't know, somebody could have said, like, they might have had the idea already of, like, what if we made a card game? What if we, like, they saw MOBAs. I'm, just set them loose, I'm sure yeah. they saw the expansion of MOBAs, and, like, well, what if we made some kind of a MOBA? Like, how would we do that? And so they put probably put a small team together. So, I mean, for them to just, so I guess the, the Taylor part, where Taylor's being, I would say Taylor is right, is... I mean, they've, they've been seeing World of Warcraft on this small, slow decline, and now it seems like all of a sudden, like... It's a dip. It's, it's, it's massive. Um, so, I definitely do think that they are working... They aren't, oh, they aren't abandoning World of Warcraft, and they aren't moving all the resources to the other games, but I do think, like... The first expansion for Hearthstone was took some time, and then, or I guess what happened? There was Naxxramas, then mm-hmm. Goblins of Gnomes, then Black, then Rock, Black Mountain, Rock Mountain, and now then Grand Turn. Like I felt like there was a good timeline in between Naxxramas, Goblins and Gnomes, and Black Rock Mountain. Like I felt like there was like a good spacing in between those. But since Black then, like, Rock, we've I had feel Tavern like Brawl. Since even. Black Rock, yeah, we've seen Tavern Brawl came out a Pretty month quick. and Tavern a half. Brawl. And then, like, sometime in, like, a week or two, this, uh, and I felt like this new expansion came out of nowhere. Just and like, it came out of here quick. Oh, yeah. So I definitely do think there is some something to say of, like, they are realizing the potential of Hearthstone, and that like, it right now it seems like Hearthstone is going to be their biggest money maker. And I, I think they had some kind of earnings call last week, maybe where they released some data. Um, but I remember seeing something about some Hearthstone sales. But I wouldn't be surprised if like in the very near future Hearthstone becomes their biggest money earner on a month-to-month basis and surpasses World of Warcraft. Um, which, I mean, I assume they're working on some kind of expansion, and when they do, I'm sure World of Warcraft will come back. Oh, the um, yeah, there's an expansion being announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's, well, see, this is what, this is what I'm talking... It's not... I, I think both of your points are very well. I think you're right that it's probably somewhere in the middle about how, you know... They've known for a while, obviously, but obvi- there is still a stark decline in the most recent time. You know, it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. So what I think I was kind of getting at was that, especially as someone who's still current, well, who's kind of still currently, but came back and is now currently playing WoW again, I'm seeing a lot of the discontent in the World of Warcraft players, and like a lot of them are listing reasons why they're leaving, all this kind of stuff. But there's still that stark decline that's recent, and we've seen tra- Tavern Brawl come out, we've seen a brand new expanse for Hearthstone, Legacy of the Void is suddenly out and happening, 
We've also got all that stuff ha- stuff happening with Heroes of the Storm out of nowhere, and now we yeah. I mean, stuff gets released like every other week for Heroes of the Storm, a new character. Like it's crazy. It's just crazy that out of that it seemed like it was such a trickle for some of these things before, and they just turned the water on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all I was necessarily saying. I, like I didn't I didn't mean to say you know like that the games are neglected or something, but it did seem like in terms of like big smashing news that they took their time. They wanted to make things right mm-hmm. and develop these things, and now it seems like they've got some somehow like three times the manpower behind these things. Like the developers for World of Warcraft or something like let's shuffle our resources around a little bit, you know. So it's kind of crazy to see that. It just seems like Blizzard's kind of like trying to backpedal a little bit and kind of re-get the subscriber base that's always been so dedicated to it for the games that it makes and kind of do right by everyone at the same time. So, you know, it's just a question for me of like, well, if the decline continues, if the expansion that's announced tomorrow is just as crappy as Warlords of Draenor was for some people, is that going to just kill it? Because I feel like if it's at 5.6 million, the only people that are left in my, in like, really, are either people who are new to the game and are having that, you know, honeymoon period, or it's the people that are that dedicated, and they will not leave the game. But I'm sure everyone's got that nail in the coffin, that if it comes down, they will leave. You know what I mean? I mean, Second Life is still played, Neverwinter is still played, you know, I'm sure RuneScape's on someone's computer somewhere... <laughs> You know, I don't think an MMO really truly ever dies. There's always going to be people to play it. But at the same time, a game with the, the blockbuster-type expansions that come out, where it's got all these new content, cinematics galore, all this kind of stuff, that's all going to kind of go by the wayside if there's only 40 people playing. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's really all I was trying to get at. And I, think, I, think, I think both of your points were very, very good about, about that. So. so there's that. I, want, I wanted to look up the Hearthstone earnings. I haven't seen it. But Hearthstone's cool. Hearthstone's cool. It's um, dope. I'm trying to get back into it. I time. thought Warlords of Draenor looked, like, as a non-WoW player, I thought it looked really cool. Because, like, you had that whole, the base building aspect. It's great for what it provides to people in terms of a daily login reward and stuff to do and ways to get certain things that were hard to get before. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, all the other aspects of the game are now pointless. Like, before, like, coming back during Warlords of Draenor, for instance, it used to be that when we level characters, we get some professions, we do them while we were leveling, mm-hmm. and it might not take too long to level, because they've got a bunch of new systems in place that, I mean, we've gone from 0 to 60 in two weeks, essentially. So it's been pretty quick. But now, you level so fast, and everything's now so expensive that there's no point in doing anything until you have your garrison, which then gives you the resources for free to do anything you want. Mm -hmm. So now the economy makes no sense because why pay five gold for five stacks of wool cloth when I can either kill, kill people to get it myself or let my garrison get it to me for free. Like, so it seems like the whole trading aspect of the game is gone because Uh everything comes for free. Now you got to log in every day and do your garrison, so what's really the game? Is it for you to come in and do your garrison, or is it for you to raid? You know what I mean? And so people weren't all that excited about the raid. It was okay, but... You, like, you see where the disparity is uh-huh. for some people? And for me, I haven't even gotten there yet. Still the same old game. I haven't had a problem with it. You know, still leveling, still a grind. Yeah. Always what it is. It's nice to get it out of my system again. <laughs> but at the same time i can see where people are coming from so it's it's been so weird to have the disparity of me not even seeing it yet and everyone else jumping shit because they don't like it mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just been weird and that's what that's what made me think about 
you know, with all this decline and everything else coming up, maybe everyone's like, I'm going to go play Heroes of the Storm instead, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So there's my topic. Hey. You You're on a little, little pretty couch over here. Is that, pa- um, is that paper? No, it's a NVIDIA app from a shield. Looks like a paper Alright, so who won this week, guys? Um, These were good topics, guys. I have a hard time choosing right now, I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna you go keep with, having a hard time. I'm going with Rocket League. I was actually going to say it too. I think Thomas won. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Go me. Woo! Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, no, I think I thought the Destiny news was really cool. I thought it was the most impactful because Rocket League is kind of like... Uh, Here it is. You know, what could it be and the World of Warcraft news... Oh, well, the, the Hearthstone news is just kind of like, yeah, this is happening. But the Destiny is really interesting because it's... Mm-hmm. Such a change. Yeah, such a change. And it shows that they're um, catering to their their players and like want to mm-hmm. do right by the player base. Faux show. And we didn't even really talk about anything that was announced at Gamescom, honestly. Yeah, because none of it fucking matters. It all matters. Boom! Well, actually, the Hearthstone news was from Gamescom. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Call, clang, clang your tits over there. Um, anyway. Sweet. We did it. Um, we did it. I'm going to issue a challenge to all of our... Hundred listeners. All of our... Um, what do we call them again? I'm go- don't even say the it. Bloggers, it was name. The Threeers. The Duders. I will come up with something. Three's Company. All of our three companies. That was trying to be the joke. Like, like three, I think we have like two, two guys followers on uh, Twitter. It might be me and Ryan. If you can get us up to a hundred followers on Twitter, we will start recording in video. Ooh! Snap! You get to, and see, get to we'll, see our beautiful faces. Yeah, and we'll bring my beautiful dog in, Ooh, and you can look, look at, at me, Georgia. Everyone do this, Georgia. Uh, she needs to be in this. Everyone do this. Now I want this to happen. I don't need to So, if the three do at TDOB podcast, so the acronym Three Dudes One Blog Podcast, Twitter gets, what did I say, 100 followers? 100 followers. 100 followers. We will start recording video podcasts. And we might record every week. We'll probably reserve that for like 1,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> or at least to where you know, people start asking questions or something. Yeah, also, tweet at us. Um, we will talk about anything, well, not anything, but most things he wants to talk about. Yeah, what we what we will do, if people start tweeting questions, is field one user question, or one listener question uh, podcast, unless we get, like, 500, and then we might do a few more. But we can just take uh, listener questions, as well as our three topics. So... Who knows? Who knows? Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to change the format. Yeah. Who knows? It's been done before. It's been done. All right. Adios. Yeah. Kill it, Ryan. So.